Welcome to the More Than Fitness Podcast. First off, everybody that follows Mason and doesn't follow me, I want you to unfollow Mason and then follow me instead. That's <laughs> that's what I want out of this whole podcast. If you do that, then uh, you yeah you will you will thank yourself later on. I don't think any of my followers are going to listen to this anyway, so probably. <laughs> They're too, they're too busy baking delicious <laughs> treats. Yeah, they're in the kitchen, man. They don't have time to listen <laughs> to this. <laughs> uh, what have you What have you been up to, dude? Besides drinking orange monsters, I'm back on the juice, man. Back on the sauce. I've been off of them back. for like three or four months, and uh, just kind of doing a little experiment. Like, it's my, you know, are the artificial sweeteners kind of messing with my stomach or anything? They weren't. Um, so back on it, and it's great. <laughs> it's it is great, isn't it? It's so great. I honestly think coffee messes with my GI tract way more than something like this. So I I could see that happening, honestly, because some it's just especially depending on how much coffee you drink and stuff. And then there's so many different types and everything. Like at least with Monster, it's like it's consistent I know. every time. I know it's kind of weird. To, like I figured out like like hot brewed coffee would like hurt me. Like you get stomach, like that acid stomach or whatever, acid burn, whatever. Uh, cold brew was cool, you know. Listen, I don't, I don't drink coffee, so I don't know anything about that. I got my, I'm drinking. It looks like I'm drinking scissor right now at 11 a.m. in the morning. I've got it for people. You guys can't see it, but I've got a red solo cup with a straw, and you can't see what's inside it. it but, uh, yeah, I've got, I've got some uh, uh, De Novo Nutrition's uh, Utopia. Have you ever tried it? I have almost ordered it a, a lot, but never have. Dude, I'm like their best customer. I I literally buy it every month. It's their, uh, it's a it's a nootropic for people who don't know, and it's just like a cognitive supplement basically. Uh, it's got caffeine. It's got some other other good stuff in there that makes me feel good, and uh, it tastes good. So I'm like, all right, well, and it's cheaper. It actually saves me money. Well. Now I drink a monster later in the day. So I kind of, you know, <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, I'll, I'll buy this supplement and then I'll save money in the long term. <laughs> but then I still end up drinking the monster later in the day after lunch. I think if you only have one a day as opposed to two a day, you're still saving. But yeah, that's, that, what, that's what I'm saying. I would catch myself going through Starbucks more. And before you say like, not you, because you don't drink coffee, but other people before you say Starbucks coffee, is just terrible. I don't, I don't want to hear it. I don't care about it. But still, it is very expensive. Like even if you get like the very bare bones, like three dollars, which is about two two and a half monsters. So yeah, a hundred percent, dude. You want you? Wanna, I heard something one time. Somebody said uh, this podcast is off to a riveting start. <laughs> <laughs> I, heard, I heard I heard someone I heard someone say one time they were like, "Listen, if you if, it was either McDonald's or Papa John's or something, but they were like, if you went to Papa John's, got out a fresh pizza." And then went to some like fancy Italian restaurant, you know, in like New York or something. And then you brought out the pizza like on a plate. It was all garnished up. It looked amazing or whatever. Served on like a wooden plat- uh, platter or whatever. Bring it out. And they eat that. They're like, oh my God, this is the best Italian pizza like I've ever had in my life. You know what I'm saying? Like people just, but then you hear, or like if it was McDonald's and someone brought out that cheeseburger to you, you're like, that's a pretty good burger. You know what I'm saying? Like, but they, they hear the name and then they're like, oh, so that's whatever you said, Starbucks, people hating on Starbucks. It's like, clearly they're doing pretty good. Yeah, they're doing okay. And that's pretty much what I'm doing. I take pretty good pictures of not great food <laughs> and hey, yeah. I've grown quite the following about it. <laughs> 
<laughs> you're doing you're doing a great fucking job. I want to go ahead and yeah. For so me and me and Mason talked before where uh, I guess we could formally uh, start this podcast or whatever. Uh, so uh, he's been on the podcast before. We've been homies for a while, and um, but yeah, for the people who don't know you and kind of what you do, do you have like a brief brief rundown? You want to you want to tell the peeps listening? Sure. Yeah. So um, repeat guest second time. Pretty soon I'll be in the five-time club. We'll get the jackets like the SNL. Um, you're, you're I'm right. hosting, I guess. Um, yes. But yeah, no, I, I started out as a uh, personal trainer, went to college to be a dietitian like Maddie, but didn't tough it out. Um, graduated, didn't do the internship. Got into personal training, worked with clients for a few years, did online coaching, all that stuff. Um I've always been like a super big fan of practical info. So not as much as on the theory and things like that. So a lot of like, obviously, you know, a lot of struggles with health and fitness is the food itself. So I got more into cooking and and like a large part of my degree was food science and cooking more than I knew going into it. I just wanted to learn about eating for performance and getting jacked, looking good, shirtless. Um, but anyway, yeah, I got more into cooking and food and then, you know, started sharing more on social media and I'd been blogging all the time, mainly about like fitness and nutrition, not really food or cooking. Um, that was like 2014, 2017, the food stuff started to really catch on. Uh, so I did more and more of that. And then uh, probably 2018, it's just been all, all food, pretty much all food since then. Um, yeah. Yeah, you've been killing it. You've been you've been doing great, man. At least it seems like your follower count. If that breeds success, you're yeah, doing great, well, man. <laughs> currency in today, you know. I mean, that's what the kids say. Followers are currency. Your currency, right? I mean, something. That's like all that, that matters. That's <laughs> yeah. all that matters. That's all that matters. Money. Who cares about that? Uh, no, that's, but no, man. That's it's, ridiculous. It's good. It's good. It's uh, it's it's fun. It, I think the better, like the better I get, because honestly, like coming into, I was pretty. I was pretty much a rookie in the kitchen. Like I'd been cooking and I knew a lot about the food science and types of things. But there's a big difference in, in that just like fitness. There's just, you could be a dork when it comes to all this stuff, but then not put it into practice. Um, so it's, it's been fun. I, I like, you know, like most people getting better at things. Yeah. I think, I think that's, that's a, that's a good point too. Cause whenever you are, uh, you know, you're not some chef or something. You're just your everyday Joe. You know what I'm saying? And then you you know a little bit about this stuff. So you can come at things at a certain angle that other people that if you have the curse of knowledge or whatever may not see it that way. And yeah, like you said, practicality. You're I mean, you read through your captions and, and stuff like that. It's like you try and make it as as simple as just like you're telling a friend. You're like, hey, if you want to make this delicious macro friendly recipe, like do it, do it like this. Yeah, definitely. And that's especially starting out. Like, I think a lot of reason it caught on was because it was so simple. And then over the past mm, probably year or so, like it's been it's been kind of fun to see, like, as I would improve in the kitchen and like develop my skills, I would do things that were maybe a little too complicated for my audience like not right. saying they can't cook or anything like that but you guys are all stupid <laughs> <laughs> they're not listening to this anyway so it's all good I can whatever I'm yeah, uh, damn it. <laughs> yeah you're right but no like right. it would just be a little too 
they really love the simple things. So the ingredient list would get too long or too many steps or techniques. No, I get it. They won't even make it. So it's pointless. It's like they won't even try it. Yeah. So that's, that's been kind of fun figuring out like the limits that I can push, you know, like, and and I will say some of the things like uh, it's been cool, you know, seeing people say, look, this is not the easiest of Mason's recipes, but it's definitely worth the effort, you know, and that's true for some things, but Trying to find that balance constantly is is fun. Which one's the most popular? I want to know which food that you make is typically the most popular. I mean, in terms of um, in terms of like recipe reviews, I would say there's a recipe, and I may have said this the first time I came on your show. It was like the taco soup. It's still ridiculously popular. Like it just gets five star reviews. Like thousands of people have made it, and they all rave Did about you say- it. Taco soup? Taco soup. Creamy taco soup. And uh, oh, wow. I, and what's funny is I made it. I think it was the it was probably the first or second recipe I ever put on my blog. Oh wow. I mean like no clue what I was doing. I mean some clue, but not really any clue what I was doing. And like been trying to uh replicate that recipe's success ever since. Like here we are, five hundred recipes later and I can't beat it. But Yeah. <laughs> That's wild. You hit your you hit your you hit your one home run in the beginning, and now it's just everything's downhill. It's like all right, exactly, yeah. Shit, get a bottle. Set the standard too high from the get go. <laughs> Only way to go is down now. No. Um. Well, cool. What have you What have you been up to lately? What uh, uh I want to know. I want to know both life and non life. So you got you and Vanessa. You got was it? You got married here recently. Is that what it was? No. So we've been uh, we've been engaged for about a year now. We get married. I always mix that year. up. Yeah. Yeah, we get married later this year. Uh, we so we moved to Austin in the summer um, last summer, and then we recently just moved to a new place in Austin um, last month. So it's been, you know, like as soon as we got settled from the move, especially moving. So we moved from Arkansas to Texas. So there's all the moving states, all that stuff. As soon as we got settled, it's like, hey, let's move to a new place. Um, yeah, no, I get, that's that's usually the next step. <laughs> so here we are again, uh, moving, and in the midst of that, you know, launching a new, um, kind of like a, I, I hate to call it a membership, but like a Patreon style thing with cookbooks. Oh, so dope! That's been mixed, dude. In talk about it. Plug it. Let's let's hear about it. I want to know what's that was what's my going plug. On with yeah, it. I'm done. I mean, that was it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's been plugged. Yeah. I mean, if you want the cookbooks, but okay. So last year, I don't remember if we talked about this or not, but last year I had published a few cookbooks because that's everyone wants cookbooks. Um, even though like all my recipes are free, they are pretty much, pretty much all on my site, Instagram, back when I did them for stronger you, they're all still out there. Um, but people still want cookbooks. So last year I did real cookbooks. I did ebooks and the option to buy a hard copy but hard copies if you self-publish are so expensive especially like the style i wanted like i think they had about a hundred uh recipes in each but like the longer they get and the bigger they get the more expensive they are to print so i was having to charge like you know forty dollars or something for a hard copy uh which is probably still less than some people in our space charge for like ebooks, which is yeah. kind of ridiculous. A hundred percent. Yeah. So I, I really hated doing that and charging that. So now what I've done is chopped them up into smaller 
Uh, well, I shouldn't say chopped up because they're all new cookbooks, uh, like a meal, pre- like 50 recipes for meal prep, 50 protein powder desserts, 15 or 50 uh, low carb recipes, that kind of thing. So they're really like niche cookbooks um, and they're, um, you know, you can get access to all of them for like five bucks a month, cancel it anytime you want, you can get in, download them, jump out if you want to, whatever. Um, and then there's the option to, uh, I, I use the same printer. Uh, print company and it give you the option to to buy the hard copy if you want just at cost so they're about like 10 bucks if you want to get in and, and buy your own hard copy and then i don't have to worry about customer service or shipping or anything like that so so far so good with that but good that's been it it's been uh time consuming so you're also doing um a lot of wedding planning during this time, I'm assuming. Well, probably, probably not you is probably not you so much, but Vanessa has her hands full planning this wedding. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I made the comment the other day, someone was asking, you know, like has wedding planning been stressful. So Vanessa was with me and I was like, not at all. Really? Like it's been pretty (laughs) surprised at how easy this is. And she's just (laughs) glaring at me. Um, but no, it's been, it's been, uh, pretty low stress for me but no i got it yeah good that's 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 good uh what uh i want to where where are you going where are you going for your honeymoon i have to ask i don't know we've we've tossed around uh, pretty much the globe um you know started to like switzerland and then a little more exotic places and then hawaii and now uh maybe like somewhere northern california just kind of get to one of those resorts um and just chill out i hate to travel i I hate that i I don't like traveling i don't uh, think i could be on a plane for more than two and a half hours i don't know yeah you would (laughs) oh your options are definitely limited there dude you can come to kentucky if you want to you can hang out listen babe we're back up. We're, we're going to Lexington. That's where we're going to go. Um, screw Hawaii. Screw Switzerland. We're going to go. We're going to go to Kentucky, good old KY. And Vanessa um, loves it. She's a globetrotter. She lives for London today and she's been to Europe. She's been to Europe every year since I've known her four or five, five years now. Uh, like she goes once a year for something different. Oh, wow. Um, okay. Yeah. No, dude, I've, I, so I, Switzerland was, is one of the places that I've always, um, wanted to go to as well. I just see that, that Instagram video of the dude riding on the little, the, the little train thing and there's like mountains and there's trees and it's green and it's, it just looks like a, a fairy tale. Honestly, I'm like, I want to do that. I want to be the guy on the little cart riding down the hill. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think that sounds great. I know it, it does, but, um, it would be very high stress for me. So, and 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 also the reality the reality of that actually happening is probably very small. It's probably I'm sure I'm not the first guy who saw that cart and was like, "Hey, I want to do that." Um, but then, yeah, I feel I feel like it's it's also getting there, and then it's just like, yeah, what, whenever you whenever you actually get there, like, oh, this is not as fun as I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Well, lots of people. So on Instagram, I was kind of asking for suggestions or like insight on people who've been. And a lot of people were saying things like, you know, we'll be sure and pack food, like bring food with you. Because if you get there on a weekend or like when 
on a holiday, like everything's closed. So you won't be able to get food and stuff like that. <laughs> what the fuck? Well, that sounds like a nightmare. You know I mean? If, yeah. I, if that's, I'm talking that's... about a vacation and there's no food, that's not a vacation. Yeah, no, that that's, that's, I'm not trying to fast for 48 hours when I first get there. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Who cares about a waterfall at that point or a, a snow-capped mountain, you know? Like, no. Oh, hey, dude, red. give me a burger. <laughs> I need some food. Yeah. Screw your mountains. Give me some yeah. food. No, mm-hmm. I, get, I get it. Yeah, no, that's, that's fun. Whenever, um. Uh, Crystalia talks about Italy closing down for a month. I don't know if you remember that episode. Whenever he he talks about that, he's but he makes fun of it. He's like, "Does Italy really close down? Because for the month of August, supposedly Italy closes down for like an entire month." And so you just he said, "Imagine planning a trip." August 3rd through August 17th <laughs> you go there and everyone's like he's like hey can I get a sandwich <laughs> and everyone's like nope we're shut down that's it sorry you just you're stuck it's August and we just we close down once once a year um so yeah man that that not having not having access to food sounds just horrendous yeah 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 um what about you you're moving to New York right yeah, dude, I'm, uh, I'm going in either August or September, I believe, uh, whenever this, whenever this lease runs up, we're going to try and time it with me and, uh, me and my girlfriend. Uh, so people don't know I'm moving up to New York from Kentucky, uh, to, to live with my girlfriend and she's already there now for law school. And then, um, uh, we're going to try and time it up so that my lease runs out and then whenever, we're just going to get a place together. So whenever her lease runs out and then we can actually move into the new place as opposed to moving all my shit to her place and then the lease running out in like a month and then us moving again. Um, because you know, yeah, if I'm going to, if I'm going to move down to New York, I'm, I'm going to take one trip and then just get all my stuff there. So we're going to try and time it up. I'm going to go probably, um, in the, in the periods of between leasing, I'm probably just going to go like live with my parents or something for a little bit. Um, or my brother. My brother lives here uh, in the city, and and we'll just we'll we'll figure it out that way. Um, but yeah, I'm 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 excited. I'm a little a little nervous about it, but I'm I'm definitely I'm definitely excited more than I am nervous. Yeah, that'd be cool. That's a that's a big uh, it's a big move, you know. Like even coming from Lexington, I'm sure is. Oh. Dude, Lexington's 300,000 people. New York, where I'm, Manhattan's got 300,000 people on the corner of fucking like 8th Street. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, it's it's completely, yeah, it is different. But uh, you're, so you're in Austin. Austin's pretty ginormous, yeah? I think it's like 2, two million now. Um, feels like more than that. Traffic's pretty terrible. Are you, yeah. in the, are you in the city? Are you on the outskirts or where are you at? We're in... Uh, yeah, we're we're pretty much in the in the mix of things now. That's we moved um, when we first moved. We were a little bit on the outskirts of of town, uh, and we moved in closer now. So we're yeah, pretty much in the in yeah. the mix. In the mix. How old are you now? I'll be thirty this year. Oh, big three zero. I know. How uh, are you going to do anything cool? Are you going to go? Are you going to go to Switzerland? Are you going to do no, anything great? No, no. If I'm lucky, no. If I if I get my birthday wish, I sure won't. You could you can yeah. I was going to say you could go to like Dallas or somewhere that's like right next door. No, well, I keep saying that. You know, like we um, 
like everyone, well, especially Vanessa, she loves to travel, but you know, everyone likes to go do a lot of things. And, and I keep saying like, Hey, we moved to Austin. There's so much stuff to do here. Uh, we could just stay busy for the next few years. Um, so yeah, we'll just keep doing that. We, we've, uh, since moving, you know, coming from Little Rock here, we've, uh, we've definitely stayed busy doing new things, trying new things. Um, what's, what's some fun shit to do in Austin? What's, what, what's some like routine stuff? I want I want to know what you like, if you're going out, if you're going out this, this, this Friday or Saturday or something, what's your all's, what's your all's go-to, uh, destination or go-to date? What are you going to do? It's food. Yeah, that's it, man. It's food. <laughs> like, okay. So what type? Like you go into a nice restaurant, you get some wine, you go into a bar. What's, what's the deal? Yeah. Mainly restaurants. We're not, we're not big drinkers. Um, so we don't do a lot of the, uh, like if you're coming to Austin and you want a good time, you know, you're going to want to go to Sixth street, rainy street, somewhere downtown. Uh, we don't go like fully into downtown much. Um, we stick mainly to like South Austin, um, you know, that area, but yeah, lots, I mean, lots of restaurants, obviously great Mexican food here, uh, barbecue, you know, say what you want, you know, coming from, uh, Arkansas, kind of that Memphis style barbecue. Yeah. I would have said like that, that reigns supreme, uh, because any beef brisket I'd had obviously wasn't done right. Uh, I was a doubter. And then we came here and got some proper brisket and now I'm really torn. I don't know what's the best. I don't know if there's one that's best, but I'll I say gotcha. that the Texas barbecue legend. I mean, man, it really is good. So it's tough. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> really so I get listen, really I get is. it. So you're you're gonna go out, you're gonna get some delicious brisket, you're gonna hang out, you're gonna chill, and then and then what after that? What do you what's what 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 happens next? Oh, that's it. Yeah, that's that's the end of that. <laughs> that's day. the night. It's just we yeah, might that's we might do a nightcap with uh some type of dessert or uh and this is what man. I want to know. Listen, I want the fucking details, Mason. This is this is what we're this is this is what people are paying us to listen to this <laughs> right now. I'm just kidding. Not getting any money for this clearly. Uh, but yeah, what because you have you have to get dessert. So you're getting dessert at the restaurant or are you going home and whipping up some some magic that you always do? Uh, no. So uh, if we're, if we're actually like, like having a date or something like that, it's, uh, I'm not doing any cooking. There you, you go. Know? Cause then, it, I mean, that's, it's work, you know, yes. like right. if, if the kitchen is completely clean, like I'm trying not to cook for at least a few days. Oh yeah. Um, that's, yeah. That's a different dynamic then. You're like, no, fuck no. I'm not cooking. Like I'm not going to work again. Right. Like, <laughs> no. Yeah. Like I see you guys, you guys have, um, like you'll cook, you'll cook steaks at home and like have steak and wine night, stuff like that. Like, uh, we don't do that. No. Listen, that's, <laughs> listen, the, the, that's the, that's the notorious malt nights between me and, and me and my girlfriend. My girlfriend's name's Mal. My name's Matt. So we cringely put it together and make it malt. That is our, that is our, that is our couple name. Um, and then we, we have, we, we had these nights before because she used to, she used to live with me. She went to under, undergrad here in Kentucky. Um, uh, and then we, so we lived together for about a year or so and every probably like Friday night or every other Friday night or something instead of going and getting food. Cause we would definitely go out to eat on the weekends. Cause that's like my favorite thing is just, I, I like having things centered around food as well. Um, 
but we would save a ton of money. And then it was also, we found it to be more fun to just, you know, start drinking at like 5 p.m. Go like get, because we have, we also, we also have a Whole Foods like right next to my apartment. So I'll walk over, I'll get some, I'll get some steaks, some fresh steaks. I'll get some, I'll get some potatoes. Um, uh, so that she can cook them. And then, uh, <laughs> and then, uh, she makes, she makes potato, uh, gratin. Is that how you say it? Is it gratin or gratin? Uh, well, you know, in Arkansas, we just call them cheesy taters. <laughs> yeah. So she makes the cheesy taters. And, uh, uh, so the, yeah, we have steak, we have the potato gratin cheesy taters. Um, we have the salsa, the sauce, the, the mushroom sauce. Um, and then, uh, sometimes I'll cook broccoli for myself um, and then what else is I, I actually like whatever I, here's a good, here's a good health hack for you guys. This is the one tip that you guys can take away from this conversation. If I've, I've found that it made it so much easier for me to eat vegetables whenever I could also eat it like in the same bite as something else that I really enjoy. So for example, cheesy taters, and this may sound gross to some people, but like I will eat the bite of potatoes and the broccoli in the same bite. You know how like people put cheese and stuff on broccoli to make it taste better or ranch or something. It's like, well, I kind of do that, except I just eat the other food with it. Or like if you have a bite of steak even, and then I'll, I'll take a bite of the broccoli and the steak in the same bite. And it's just, that's, that's how I can eat it. Um, so yeah, there's, there's, there's one little, little hack for you guys. I think that's uh, why the, the creamy taco soup is such a hit because there's broccoli and cauliflower in the soup. So like, you eat that and you're already eating like beef and corn and beans. So like your textures really aren't much different. And then you're sneaking in all this volume and nutrients, you know, like people dig that. It's a good tip. That's the secret. That's it's, it's hiding the medicine in the applesauce. That's what you got to do. <laughs> like you have to, like if you hate vegetables or something, you got to just mix it in there with all the other good shit that you do like. Um, so yeah, we, yeah, that's what we do. We go, I go get whole foods, get the steaks, potatoes, uh, everything else. Oh, got to get the, the, the Kerrygold grass fed butter. That's, that's key because you put so a little, you put uh, coffee, right? <laughs> yeah. Yes. That's what I, that's what I put in my utopia actually in the mornings. <laughs> it just, it just clumps up really, really nicely with the cold water. <laughs> um, uh, but, but yeah, no, we put a little, um, what is it? A dollop. We put a dollop of the, uh, the butter on, on top of the steak. We use it with the, with the potatoes. It just, it, it probably tastes the exact same, but in my head, it's in that little gold packaging and everything. If anybody's, you, next time you go to the store, cause I think they even have it at like Kroger or whatever. Uh, it's this little gold block of butter. It's called Kerrygold. It's got a green thing on the front, but then it's a gold packaging. Uh, but it tastes better to me. Uh, and it makes me feel fancy whenever I buy it. And so <laughs> I, I get that. Uh, what else, what else do I get? Uh, I'm a big, I'm a big fruit guy in the sense of, I want it to be already chopped up for me because I'm, that's, that's one thing that I'm willing so to spend money. you're not a big fruit guy. <laughs> listen, listen, <laughs> listen, don't talk shit. This is, this is the deal. I make money so that I can spend it on things like this, on luxuries like this, whenever I can have pre-cut fruit. That's, that's what I want. I want it to be pre-cut. I want it to be ready to eat. I want it to be washed. I want it to be good to go. So that's, that's kind of, I, I pair that with this usually afterwards. Cause then you have all the, all the salty goodness and the creamy goodness of the steak and the potatoes and everything like that. And then you have a little bit of the fruit afterwards. Um, and then she also, there's this big, so 
she, I mean, I guess probably a lot of people do this, but being from Iceland, she always has like desserts after dinner, like pre-cooked, like ready to go, making sure that we have like a full course meal basically. So she'll either cook one of her, um, uh, delicious, um, cakes basically, or she'll have some type of like brownies or something just like we're, we're good to go so that we can, we can eat. And then we'll probably chill for a little bit. We'll probably keep drinking some red wine. We'll bust that bottle open, you know, before we even go to Whole Foods, honestly, and just start sipping just a little bit. We can walk to Whole Foods, so it's completely okay, right? <laughs> we're not driving. We're, we're, we're not breaking any laws. Um, but we're feeling good. We'll put on some Nora Jones. You ever, you ever listen to some good Nora Jones? I didn't, but I'm familiar. Yeah, dude, listen, I, I wasn't familiar either until my girlfriend turned me on to her, and it's just... It's just peaceful. You got to turn on some some peaceful music. You can turn on, uh, uh, you know, whatever makes you feel elegant or upbeat. Uh, <laughs> just, 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 we're just dining like the aristocrats that we are, and <laughs> at least how we feel that we are. We're making steak and potatoes, but I feel I feel very fancy as I do it. Uh, and, and then yeah, so that that that's our malt nights. We we cook the dinner together, and then we'll we'll just sit and talk. We don't have any any phones. We're not watching anything. Um, we'll basically just get drunk together, eat steak and, and talk. And then those, those nights kind of built our weekends whenever we were, uh, whenever she was still living with me. And then whenever she went away, now I carry on the malt night tradition typically by myself. And instead of the cheesy potatoes, the, the potato gratin, which is really difficult to make, uh, well, at least for me, <laughs> let's get real. Uh, I'm not, I'm no Mason Woodruff over here. Um, but so I, I just stick with the easy baked potato and I put it in the microwave <laughs> and then I put it on 10 minutes. I got two baked potatoes, take it out, put that dollop of, uh, of Kerrygold, uh, grass fed butter on there. And dude, it's just, it's like the same thing. It's, and then I just, I, I have myself, I have myself a nice little steak and wine night by myself. There's more wine for me. Um, and then, but this is typically the difference is where I just, I like to watch a movie or something, uh, or as of late, Better Call Saul, which I'm almost done with, by the way. It's it's an amazing show. It's mm-hmm. it's so good. And I'm probably going to end up re-watching Breaking Bad because this is like the prequel or whatever. Uh, and I just finished Breaking Bad and I'm probably going to watch it again. Um, so yeah, this is, this, is, this is how I like to spin. Because some people like, listen, I like to go out. I like to hang out with friends and things. Um, but I also love a great date night with yourself. And I think, I think more people should do that. I think you should go out to eat by yourself more often. I think you should just cook for yourself more often and just get cozy with, with, with you, you know? I would agree. That's, 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 that's the message of this podcast. Just get cozy <laughs> with yourself because that's, that's what we're trying to do out here. You want real self-love? Make yourself a goddamn steak dinner and drink some wine and watch one of your favorite shows. That's what I want you to do. How long did it take you to adapt to um, to working by yourself at home all day every day? How long did it take me to adapt? Well, I guess you you kind of did this straight out of out of college. So I, I, I had a um, I had an interesting. It's a good question, by the way. Uh, the, I had an interesting period where I lived with five other dudes. We had like a six person house, and. Um, that's kind of whenever I first started to get pretty serious about the business. Cause I was like dabbling before that. Um, this was like my senior year in college. Um, and, and so that's whenever I started to get kind of serious about it and I would have work time kind of up in my own room. And so 
each of us had a room and I had my desk up there. That was like my office. So I was able to do work there. I was able to work by myself, but then I had that dynamic where as soon as I went outside my room, it was just chaos. And there was just, there was always people doing something or whatever. I could go downstairs and there would be, you know, two dudes playing Madden or something. There'd be one dude doing homework. There'd be one guy, uh, I won't go into anymore. Just, you know, doing, doing shenanigans, whatever, whatever he's doing, you know, whatever college guys do. Um, but yeah, so it's just, it, it was that, that was kind of the dynamic that I started off with. And I never, I never had an issue working by myself necessarily because I like, I like alone time. I need a, I have it on my website. Uh, I, I'm not an extrovert or an introvert. I'm just a vert because I like, I like both of them, uh, in, in certain doses, but, but yeah, I think I started off. Okay. It wasn't, it wasn't too big of an issue because I didn't, I didn't just get thrown into, okay, I'm just going to work by myself. There's no one around here. Um, and, and, and then I would be good. Uh, is it, was it that, was that the context that you're talking about? Or are you talking about more so like self-discipline, able to motivate myself, able to get shit done? Like what, what, what was your experience with it? more the the latter like i um it it took me which i'd always kind of worked from home but i had I kind of worked in like a team setting so when i first really like cut ties and it was just me there was definitely probably like a six month period where i felt it was kind of weird it was kind of weird which i love being alone like even then i love being alone um but yeah, it was a, it was a definite adjustment. Like Vanessa would come home from work, and uh, like I would just be like sitting there waiting. Like, okay, let's talk. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, all right, I need some I need some interaction here. You, um, you know, you know what's interesting is mine is kind of because well, so our businesses I guess are different in the sense that I feel like I'm interacting and communicating with people kind of all day, maybe not in person, but I'm also emailing all day, talking with clients uh, about certain things, or I'm, I'm doing some type of marketing or something like that. And so I'm still talking typically uh, either on the podcast like this or, um, uh, you know, in the DMS or something talking with those people. And I know it's still not human on human interaction, but I'm still like if I want to give thoughtful responses to my clients, it's like whenever they email me, I that takes that 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 can drain me over time. You know, answering answering so many emails, um, and then or having conversations like this. Like this is this is this podcasts are one of the funnest things that I do, and I get the most fulfillment from. But it's also like it does give me a lot of energy right afterwards, and then during it. But then. A little bit later, I could find myself like kind of coming down and, and kind of crashing from it. So it's just like, it depends, it depends on the day. Um, and some days I'll be definitely more chatty Cathy than others, but sometimes I'm just like, listen, honestly, I just want the, I want to turn on better call Saul, or I want to turn on some type of Netflix show and just turn my brain off. And that I don't want to think, I don't want to have to, um, because I, I, I feel like if I, Sometimes if I do talk with my girlfriend and, and we're both just talking about surface level stuff, I feel like I'm doing a disservice to her because I'm just kind of like going through the motions. Um, but yeah, she, she, she knows how to handle me. So it's, it's, it's all good. Um, but, but yeah, I, I can go either way. That's something interesting. Like I, um, I've really thought a lot about what, so I hate routines. So, oh, really? Uh, yeah, I hate I hate a routine or schedules. Like I can't do a schedule. 
like nothing goes on my calendar, you know. I feel um, you there, actually. Yeah, I definitely can't do that. Uh, because like, I have no idea what goes into, I can't seem to crack like, uh, like what goes into my daily mood, I guess. Like I'm, I would say 99% of the time I wake up like happy. Like I'm, I'm just happy pretty much all the time. I'm very lucky, like mentally, I guess, uh, I was wired. I got blessed in that department. Um, but I have like some days I wake up. And, you know, be like so motivated, just work. I could work like all day long. And then other days wake up and like, I can't get focused. Like, I don't want to do anything. I don't want to do anything that's not even work related. Like I'll just sit on the couch or, or worst of all, I'll sit at my computer pretending like I'm going to start working for about three hours and just waste three hours when I could have been doing other stuff. But I don't know. I haven't cracked that code. And it's something I probably think about like on a daily basis, like, okay, what's going on today? Did something good happen last night? Did I have something weird to eat? Is it the weather? Is it the, you know, interesting. You know, what's interesting. I do the same thing. This is super weird. And maybe, maybe it's because we do work by ourselves. So we're always constantly like regulating how we can improve things or, or, uh, you know, adjust a variable here and there to optimize our our time or whatever. Um, but yeah, I'm the same way. It's like the, the, the creative muse, the genius, you know what I'm saying? It only comes to you certain times and you have to, you have to take advantage of, of that. But I've also found that I think the, I like routine in the sense of, whenever I have the routine, the likelihood of that muse or genius visiting me is typically higher. So that's, that's me going through that routine is my way of trying to like summon, summon that. Um, and then sometimes it doesn't work. And then whenever, whenever it doesn't work, I've found that what I have to do is just change my environments completely because I have, I have, so I live in a two bedroom apartment and then one bedroom is basically my office. And that's whenever I go, I go in there in the mornings and and I'm, I'm work mode, right? But if, if I'm just not feeling it, if something's not clicking and I'm just like, I'm just at, in a funk or I'm just procrastinating or something, I will actually go in my living room. Uh, so it's, it's just more relaxed. The lighting's even different. Uh, I'll, I'll maybe turn on a Netflix documentary or, or uh, uh, you know, some type of nature doc or something like that. Cause I like seeing the green, like I like seeing nature and things. It puts me in a, in a better mood. Um, or I have a, uh, I have a playlist on my phone called Euphoria. And I will, I will, if it's, if it's like a Thursday, so like today, actually now I get excited on, on Thursdays. Cause that's whenever I allow myself to have a glass of wine in the afternoon. Um, and, and so what I'll do is like, if it's maybe after lunchtime, and like I said, I've been trying to get in the, in the flow all morning and I just can't do it. I'll have a, I'll have a, a, a diet Coke or a monster or something with, with caffeine in it. And then I'll also just be chilling out there on my laptop, sitting on the couch. I'll have something, um, I'll, I'll even have the nature. This is how weird I am. I'll have the nature doc playing with the sound all the way down, but I have the visual stimulus. I have all the lights on because I need, I need the bright light. I need that in my, like to make me, uh, uh, feel good. And then I'll also have my euphoria playlist, which is just a bunch of songs that are like upbeat and happy. Um, and then I'll just be, I'll be drinking wine. I'll be drinking a little bit of caffeine and I'll just be feeling good. And I'll be, I'll be doing some, some work and, and, and typically it makes me feel a lot better. I wouldn't, I would be lying if I said it made me 
super productive. Honestly, I just feel really good whenever I do it. So it's like, I think, I think that's, that's something that I do to, uh, artificially create that environment. And I think whenever you work by yourself for so long, you have to have some type of, uh, uh, you know, Swiss army knife of things that you have to pull out. Like, okay, I'm feeling this way. I know I felt this way before, and I'm just gonna, I'm going to try this and I'm going to try and snap out of it. And sometimes it works. And then sometimes it doesn't. And I think, like you said, I, I'm, I, I was blessed the same. It must be a Southern thing. Um, I've been blessed with the, the optimistic, positive outlook or whatever. And I don't typically judge myself too hard for it. Um, and I'm just, I'm able to, to just move on, but I, I do my best to try and artificially create that. Uh, and then usually it works. And if it doesn't, I'm like, all right, fuck it. It's just, I'm, I'm calling an L today, or I'll try and do something like super, super basic, like just messaging people on Instagram saying like, Hey, thanks for following me. I think if you have something like that, it's the same thing with momentums in the morning. Uh, I'm just going on a rant now, but this is a good subject that I've never talked about before that I think a lot of people could benefit from, uh, for, for both of us, right? Um, like building momentum in the mornings. One thing that I can do if I'm just, again, procrastinating, not doing something, I need the least difficult thing possible to get that ball rolling. And that's typically just like cleaning my room or uh, like putting clothes in the laundry or doing the dishes or something like that. Like doing something very small or making your bed even. Like that's the, what's the one thing that can start triggering that snowball process in the mornings. But that gets me, in, I'm, I'm moving then. Cause then it's not just a complete standstill. I'm actually doing something, at least if I'm procrastinating, it's productive pro- procrastination. And, and that's, that's how I get my day started. And then typically I'm like, all right, I clean this. I'm just going to move to the very next thing without even trying to think about it. Like I, I know I have these emails to answer. I'm going to finish washing this last dish. I'm going to put it in here and then I'm going to go and, and knock these emails out. And that's, that's typically how I do it. Yeah. So yeah, there's yeah. your answer, dude. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I found that I found that in, in Vanessa has really helped me kind of discover this, just having like another set of eyes on me, I guess, you know, so it's not just all introspection. Uh, if I don't have something like, I, I guess I think very like project based or like very, um, I guess going back to like not liking routine. So if I don't have something that's like, maybe not like a huge massive project, but like just something on the horizon that I'm really like focusing on, I get like it maybe not miserable is the right, but like I get just so in my head. And I think maybe that's just part of my creative process at this point. Like I have to go through a week or two where I'm like really just like stuck in my head, constantly thinking, talking to myself. Uh, you know, like sometimes I'll be on the couch and she's like, are, are you talking to me? You know, like <laughs> yeah, yeah, get out of, get out of my staff. Meeting, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, but get you know, there's like staff, lots of that. Man. And then I'll, and then it's weird. Like I'll figure out, okay, well, this is what I'm working on next. And then I'm good until I'm done. And then I give myself maybe like half a day to like enjoy it. Like, ooh, done with that. And then it kind of goes back into that torch, semi-tortured for a week or two. Um, but I think I'm just kind of like coming to realize that's that's part of it. And, uh, and maybe not to get so down about it when I'm in that not so fun phase. But I don't know. It, it's interesting when you... This whole, I don't know, I guess just the time we're in and the career opportunities and like the things we do, you don't really have many like uh, previous models to look at or compare to and be like, this is the way to do it. You know, it's just kind of like all new territory. 
Yeah, it's it's a lot of um, paralysis by analysis if you let it, right? Because there's so many different things. Whenever you're whenever you're working for yourself, that also gives you unlimited freedom. But that unlimited freedom can also create a lot of stagnation because there's so many things that you can do. It's the whatever, the paradox of choice. That's what it's called. Um, there's so many choices that you don't make any choice at all. Uh, or you're so worried about making one choice and then um, what is it? The, the uh, opportunity cost. Yeah. Or cost aversion fallacy or something like that. I don't know. There's something smart that I could have said there oh, that would have worked. So yeah, some, something like that uh, where you make the choice, but then there's, there's so many other choices and then you feel like your choice, even if it is a really great choice, it doesn't feel as great. It's not as satisfying because you had so many other choices available. Um, but yeah, no, it is, it's, it's tough to, to navigate. Um, and it's interesting that you say that because I am actually the opposite. I want to, I am very, uh, I'm very much uh, a leaf in the wind, right? Like I'm very much, I'm, I'm go with the flow and I'm focusing on today and what I need to get done today. I'll, I'll, tip, I'll sometimes have projects in the background that I'm working on, but there's no specific deadline for it or anything like that. Um, or there's no like 90 day goal. Uh, and this could just me being a bad business person, honestly, but it's just, <laughs> it's, it's, it's more so, it's more so just like me, like, okay, I want to do this in the future and I'm, I'm trying to get it done. But also I just, I focus on today and, um, I'm more on, I'm more on consistency. And then if the thought does come to me or the idea does come to me, I'll write it down uh, and then maybe start on it or whatever. Uh, but yeah, no, I don't have like one objective goal that I'm, I'm working on later on. I do much, much better with daily process goals uh, or, or also like my week. This is how I've structured this podcast. And then even my email list. So my email list, I send out an email every Friday, Funship Friday. You should sign up for it. There's a link in the description. Please go there. Um, but yeah, so the Funship Friday, I send it out every Friday. It's got a certain structure to it. Um, uh, I do that on Fridays. Uh, so I'll be writing that today. And then I also have three podcasts a week. I have, I have one mini or I have two mini sods and then I have one guest podcast. So I need to make sure that all of those are, are, are taken care of. And then I'll have client check-ins on Sundays and Mondays. And so this is kind of like having, having structure that way and, and making sure that I consistently know that what I need to be doing, at least for a little while, because then you can fall in the trap of, okay, I'm being consistent. I'm doing this, but then you get too rigid in the sense of you don't allow other ideas to come in. It gets kind of stale or whatever, but then after, whenever that point does come, I go back to the drawing board. I go back to the whiteboard and this is, uh, I talked to Physiconomics about this actually, and I sounded like an idiot. Whenever I was, uh, so Adam Ali, um, I asked him, I was like, dude, whenever, cause we were talking about these projects as well. And I was like, whenever you get done with a project or something, cause he's working on his website. And I was like, after you get done with this, are you going to like, uh, uh, you know, have some type of like brainstorming session where you, you, you know, uh, I was like, for me, I like to put on some music. I like to feel good. Open up all the blinds, have, have some good lighting. Uh, I'll be, I'll be feeling good. Uh, uh, yeah, good music playing and I'll have my whiteboard. I'll erase everything on the whiteboard and I'll just start completely from scratch and try and just figure out what, what I want to do next. And, and all the, all these like thinking things. And he just kind of looks at me and he goes, no, no, I can't say that I do. And I was like, well, shit. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but he was like, no, I just kind of move on to the next thing. And I was like, all right, maybe everything doesn't have to be like some type of ceremony before I get started on it. Well, it, yeah, it's different for everyone to each his own. 
But but yeah. yeah. So what do you do with these projects after you get done like with one of them? How, like you said, so you said you have a week or two of just like kind of self-loathing, lots of overanalyzing and overthinking and trying to figure out your next move. And then you just you, you're like, all right, I think I think I've got it. One day it comes to you after all of this thinking. Kind of. Yeah, it's like. Uh, it's usually well, it's usually a little bit slower than that. It's, it's not like a. Uh, like a light bulb moment. It's usually a little bit like it's like day one. I'm, I'm a little bit like still riding the high of finishing something. And then it kind of gets into, okay, like what, uh, what am I going to work work on the most? Cause there's still like, as much as I don't like routine, there are still some consistent habits that, that go into the business. Like it's, I'm always going to be cooking. I'm, I'm semi mentally aiming for like three to four new recipes per week. You know, like there's things like that, but then I'm thinking like, what's the, what's the direction? What's the next objective? And then I'll, I'll typically kind of have like a running list of things I want to do. Um, and then it's, you know, it's kind of just going back and forth on which one is the best idea. You know, is that a good or bad idea? And then, you know, slowly but surely I come to like, okay, well, this is going to be top priority moving forward for the, for the time being or, or this drops down or I'm going to stop doing this. Um, yeah, it's a lot. I mean, but, but like, to be honest, you know, you, what you were just talking about reminded me of a lot of times people ask me the question, like friends and family will ask like, okay, well what's next? You know, like, and that's like my least favorite question. It's like, well, honestly, nothing. Like I'm just going to keep doing exactly what I'm doing as <laughs> long as I can, you know, cause like the business is ripping. I'm having fun every day. It's, I mean, like life's good. I don't really want to do anything else. Like I, I, uh, in Instagram Q and A, I quoted Noah Kagan, who used to do, uh, I guess AppSumo or whatever it's called. Um, and he, he's kind of transitioned. I don't know his exact setup these days, but, uh, he's a little bit transitioned. It seems like he's more, uh, independent now. Like maybe he's in an advisory capacity for, Absolutely, who knows? But he had a great quote like, I don't want to be any, I don't want to have a boss and I don't want to be anyone's boss. And, and that has really stuck with me because, uh, you know, I definitely felt like I should be like scaling even more or like hiring people. And then, you know, you start to really dig into things and it's like, okay, well, those are really like vanity metrics, like how many employees you have, like that's to impress your parents, you know, stuff like that. And then the more I thought about that, the more I was like, dude, just keep, you know, like you don't have to do all that. Just forget about that. Cause that's why I got into this in the first place. Cause I hated managing people. Uh, so yeah, it's been, it, that has really helped uh, instead of thinking like what's next in terms of like, totally new revenue streams or like, or like totally unexplored territories of my business. Like I leave that alone now. So the, the turmoil between projects is like, is really mild. You know, if there is self-loathing, it's, it's very minimal. Yeah, no, I, I cannot, <laughs> I could not resonate with that more to be a hundred percent honest. It's, it's especially true with, um, comparing yourself with other people on Instagram, you see all these other coaches or other people in the industry that are, they're doing this, they're doing this, they're building, they're building. It's more, it's more, it's more. And it's like, sure. There may be a few perks that come along with that material wise, but like 
other than that, you're just going to have more headaches. In my opinion, you're going to have more responsibility. You're going to have more headaches. You're going to have, um, like, I don't want to be at the point where it's like, I'm making sure that this person can eat food and their family can eat as well. Like that's, that's not for me, at least at this point. Cause I never want to say never. Cause who knows, maybe I'll change my mind 10 years from now. Um, but like I, at this moment, yeah, I think, I think the, uh, the, the allure of wanting to make this as big as possible is just pure narcissism and vanity. And it's just like, you don't, you don't need to do that. You like, I feel good what I'm doing, uh, on a daily basis. I think, I think there's still a certain point that I'm kind of, uh, aiming towards, but I'm also at the same time, I think not putting that pressure on myself, I think is, is huge in the sense of overall, just happiness on a day-to-day basis. And then also, uh, in the decision-making process, because if you make decisions solely based off of, oh, I want to make X per year, it's like, you're going to make decisions based off of that. And then you may get there and then realize that everything that you did to get to that number is now causing you tons of headaches on a day-to-day basis. So your overall happiness is lower. So it's like, I'm, yeah, no, I, I, I'm definitely not trying to do that. And I think the first person that, uh, um, so that kind of put that idea in my head, um, was, so, you know, Ryan Doris, the Natty Pro mm-hmm. by chance. Yeah. He was the one, um, and I think Gary V has talked about this some as well, but like, he was like, I don't need to make a million dollars per year or something. I think Ryan Doris saying it cause Gary V, you know, he's a millionaire or whatever. It's like, all right. <laughs> but then with, with Ryan Doris, somebody that I really look up to a lot in, in multiple different facets, uh, him, him saying that. And just saying like, dude, like I'm, I'm good. Like I don't need to make 500 grand a year or something from this to feel adequate or to like, he was like, I, I like, I'm, I'm good. And I feel like that's kind of the point, uh, uh, that, that, that I'm getting at as well. I want to make sure that I'm keep progressing and things like that, but I always want to keep helping others and also my own fun and enjoyment that those are the two main things. I was like, as long as, as long as I'm doing that. And then also, of course, like being able to pay for this closet that I'm in right now. You know what I'm saying? Like being able to put food on the table, do the things that I enjoy doing. But as long as I don't constantly upgrade my lifestyle, I'm not going to be in those whatever golden handcuffs of, of constantly like, okay, now I've got a bigger apartment. So I've got to make sure that I make more money so that I can support this bigger apartment. And just, and then it's just a never ending game, right? Cause if you fall into that trap, then you're just, you're screwed. But, but yeah, I think, I think hearing Even that. if you don't. Yeah. Well, I was gonna say, even if you don't fall into that trap, it's uh the so I, this is what I've experienced. Like when I left my previous job to kind of set out on this, I was like, okay, I just want to replace my income, and I'd be so happy. Yeah. And then I did that, and then I was like, it felt no different, really, like, <laughs> yeah. like money wise. And then I was like, okay, well, you know, how cool would it be like if I doubled this? And then. You know, like once you do that, then you're, you feel no different. And then like it continues to grow and you still feel no different. Uh, and, and re, or maybe like no different is not the way to say it, but like you're not satisfied, you know, like the money really doesn't. Uh, and that's just so hard. It's so disappointing. <laughs> yeah. I think, well, I think it's, I think it, it, it is disappointing to a sense but I think whenever you realize that that's just the human condition, right? Like yeah. not to get super philosophical with this ridiculous podcast, but it's like, uh, I think whenever you realize, genuinely realize and understand, like it doesn't matter 
what I do, I'm never going to be satisfied. And that's just like, that's, that's why we are this advanced. This is why we're talking through a laptop right now is because people are never satisfied, right? We're constantly pushing our limits and things like that. But if you can, if you can, uh, uh, you know, uh, put a, put a, like tame that feeling and then just understand like, okay, I can, I can be, I can accept where I'm at right now, but then also aim to progress as well. But I'm not going to put this constant stress that's going to, uh, interfere with my happiness right now, simply because I'm not satisfied, uh, with, with what I'm doing right now. Cause that's never, that's a, that's a never ending battle, right? Like you're constantly going to go up that hedonic treadmill if you aren't aware of it. Um, and I've actually been trying to read up on a lot of this because I, I feel like that's where a lot of, uh, some of my anxiety can come from and things is just constantly, not necessarily comparing myself to other people, but comparing myself to myself. If certain things like, uh, uh, for example, if my revenue this month isn't as good as it was this time last year, then I'm kind of judging myself, even though everything is just fine and dandy, right? Like I'm, I'm okay. Like I'm, I'm fine, but it's like that comparison to myself. I'm like, oh, and then you have the fear of like it all going away and, and things like that. But whenever I can, I can kind of bring that back in and just be like, Hey, that's just your anxiety trying to get you to do more shit and just like try to, uh, accomplish more. Um, uh, it makes me, it makes me feel better. And the, the book that I've been reading, it's called already free. Um, uh, and it's, it's, it's a great book. It's by a psychotherapist. Uh, and it also combines Buddhism with it as well. I'm not like a Buddhist or anything, but like the Buddhism principles that he talks about in this book is, uh, it's really, it, it's the concept of being and becoming is very interesting to me in the sense of, of being able to accept this present moment that we're having, but then also being okay with becoming and progressing because they go both hand in hand, right? You can't just have one or the other, uh, or else, uh, it's it, the, the stability is broken. You see what I'm saying? I would say I'm definitely heavy on the becoming side more than the being side. That's the, <laughs> the tricky one. Listen, I, I, I get it, but I think that's where a lot of my, uh, like I said, I can put that anxiety and put that pressure on myself to constantly more and more and more and more. But then that, that being part, I'm just like, fucking just look at the trees outside for a second. You know what I'm know. saying? Like, look at the leaves, look at the grass, like, look at this, this computer that took thousands and millions and whatever, millions of years to make. It's like, this is insane what we're doing right now. And it's just, you know, those little things, these little moments and just trying to not, uh, uh, tarnish them with these thoughts of trying to make the future better. That's kind of, that's kind of what, I, what I'm trying to be better at. Yeah. Who's the the super smart guy that said, uh, "What is it? You're entitled to the to the work, or you're entitled to the journey, not the the rewards of the journey, or whatever." I just butchered that, but yeah. hey, it sounds well, good. I'm to not me. a philosopher; I'm a cook. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Um, all right, man. I think we've 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 been going on here for for about an hour. Actually, I didn't even dang. Time flies whenever you're having amazing conversations with Mason Woodruff, ladies and gentlemen. That's uh, that's that's how things are right now. Um, but all right, let's let's wrap this whole shindig up with um, where can people find you? Find out more about you. Get all your delicious cookbooks and uh, this also this Patreon membership 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 type thing that you you've been discussing. Well, real quick, I figured I would just fill you in on Carrie Gold Butter. Um, oh, okay. So the reason it's so good is 
it's from Ireland. So there's Irish cows. They drink lots of beer. That gets into the cream that ends up in the butter. Now it all makes sense. That and you know what? I last name McLeod. I know it's Irish, Scottish, something over there. So that I've definitely got some roots with those cows who are getting drunk on a regular basis, and then I eat them with my steak. You've got the gene. Yeah, that's what it is, man. I'm telling you, there's something You've there. Got the gene. There's something there. Um, yeah, for me, I don't know. Just uh, <laughs> you can find. I mean, you can know. People know how to find me. Do whatever um, you want. Yeah, just put in. You know, just Google me. You know, <laughs> Google me. Just Google me. You'll find it all. You, you guys are smart. <laughs> That's so true, though. It's, uh, it's like uh, you, f- you figured out his name. You figured out that he's somewhat like you could type in Mason Woodruff Fitness, and I'm sure it would it would easily pop up. Um, I don't even think you need the fitness. I'm, pre- I'm pretty much I got I got the SEO of Mason Woodruff. <laughs> he now. said I got the SEO for Mason Woodruff. Just <laughs> just just type in Mason on your little search bar up there, and I'll pop up. Don't worry. I said that to someone the other day accidentally. I was at a funeral of all things. Oh, God. This woman was like, man, you know, I haven't, uh, you know, what are you up to now? And, you know, of course, anytime you have to say, yes. what are you up to now? You know, it's like, oh, gosh, here we go again. Yeah. Uh, and then she said, well, how do I find everything? And I said, just Google me. And this is like, you know, she's probably 70. And I thought, oh, my God, what's wrong with me? <laughs> Listen, listen, Nancy, just fucking type in Mason on your search bar and it'll pop up. Don't, don't you worry. Have a great day. Take your smartphone and plug it in. Yeah. Oh, no, man. and then, yeah, yeah, just Google me. You'll, you'll find it out. Listen, I'll, I'll make it easy for you guys and I'll put it in the description. Um, and then, yeah, you can, you can go from there. Say what's up to him. Say hello. Um, and uh, I think that, I think that's just about it. I think that's just about it. Mason. Thank you, bro. As always, I'm sure we'll, we will uh, we will do this again and talk about some more nonsense. But uh, I appreciate you uh, you coming on, bro. You're very welcome. I uh, I'm happy to provide as much value as your last guest, Dr. Eric Helms. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, guys. Until next time. See ya. And that is that, my friends. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the More Than Fitness podcast. And please, if you could help me out a little bit here and leave a rate and review in iTunes and also take a screenshot and post it up on your IG story. Tag me at mattmcleod 6 I'd love to share it. I'd love to connect with you. I'd love to hear your feedback about the podcast and also so that we can share the word with other people. I would love to build up this community, build up this tribe of people that we have like you and I uh, and get the word out there. Uh, Also, if you want more free content, you can check the links in the description. I have my free four-week workout plan, The Ultimate Physique Development. And also if you want to work with me online one-on-one for personal coaching, you can check the link in the description as well. Uh, And anything else you need, please send me an email, send me a DM. I would love to hear from you. Again, thank you so much for listening.